Hello, everyone. My name is Mally, and I'm your host here on the New Creations Podcast. I'm just so excited to welcome you back. Thank you for coming again. I know that this is going to be good, and I'm believing it's going to be exactly what you need to hear. Um, As you can see, our title for this episode is I Am Who You Say I Am, and it was actually inspired by Man of Your Word by Maverick City Music. Maverick City is really the place to go if you want some some hits. Um, The verse for the week is from Ephesians 2, verse 10, and it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I think that the topic of identity can be so big and so wide that very often we minimize it when it's really the foundation of Christianity. It's the idea that Jesus came and that he died so that we could be made new. But I want to start it off with prayer because I really feel like it'll set the tone for what's going to be said and it'll open your heart to receive what's going to be uh, talked about in the episodes to come. Lord God, I thank you for all that you're doing in the lives of not only myself, but in the lives of those that are listening. I believe that you're a powerful God and you move in miraculous ways and that you want us to come to a deeper relationship and a deeper understanding of who you are. Lord, I thank you for rewriting stories. I thank you, God, for changing endings. And I thank you, God, for being a man of your word. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of things today, but I think that something really big that factors into who you are and who you become is the people that you surround yourself with, right? I think in this society, we've glamorized and romanticized this idea of having friends that you never argue with, that you never fight with. But I think something really important to, to think about when somebody says, hey, like me and my friend, we've never argued, we've never fought. There are either two things happening. Either one person is holding their tongue and they have a lot to say, or they are the same and they're not advancing. They're not pushing each other to grow. I think it's good to have like-minded people, but I also think it's really important to have people in your life that are further along in their walk with Christ, um, in their journey in life than you are because you can learn from them. I mean, growing up for me, my friend groups were diverse in the sense that you know, ethnically, they were they were diverse. But when it came to their actual headspace, their mindset, the way that they carried themselves, they were all in, as we like to say in church, in one accord, okay? And I wasn't. I really struggled with my relationship with Jesus because I wanted to belong. And unfortunately, if you are authentically following Jesus, if you're really following him, you are not going to fit in. You're not going to fit in. And you will be the outcast. You probably will end up being the butt of the joke. Um, And you will end up being someone that maybe people will go to for advice. But when they want fun, they're really not going to go to you a lot of the time, you know, Um, because the world's version of fun is a lot different than God's version. And so, like I said, I had I had friends, but we weren't like minded and that's not something that's really easy to find. I think that, like I said, society romanticizes this idea of you'll find your 
what do they call it twin flame or your your soulmate and it'll be this person that's exactly like you from halfway around the world and you'll never fight um and is this me saying that that's nobody's story no i think that might be some people's story um but i don't think that that should be what we're looking for when it comes to friends because friends shape our identity my question to you is right now in this moment take a minute and look at your friends okay however many you got however few you have look at your friends okay where are they going what are they doing if you can't give a definite answer as to where they're going or what they're doing or if where they're going and what they're doing isn't anything similar to what you're trying to do or what you're trying to achieve if your values aren't the same maybe it's time to look at your friends I've had a lot of hard conversations this week. I mean, a lot of things going on. I mean, my my dad went to the ER yesterday, um, and I know some of y'all just probably panicked when I said that. Don't worry, he's fine. Um, but I've had a, a few crazy moments when it came to people that I cared about in these past few weeks. Um, and in the midst of it, I really had to take the time to go back to that Christ mindset, to not go to a mindset of fear or a mindset of anxiousness i really had to actively choose in the moment when i was like driving to the er late at night um to make the choice that i was going to turn on some worship music and i was going to worship you know when we're in those scary moments you have a choice and the truth is the choice that you make is monumental like you can choose to be anxious and to be worried and to be stressed and all that does is leave you anxious and worried and stressed. Or you can choose to worship. You can choose peace. And when I say peace, peace as in no matter what happens, you have faith in God. Whatever happens is is part of God's plan. Submit that. I mean, I, I didn't know what was going on with my dad, but I wholeheartedly prayed a prayer of Lord, please heal him. Knowing that very well, God could heal him um, and bring him home. Or God could heal him and take him home. And I think that's something also that I want to go into. I think that we need to look for friends that are deeper than people that we just do stupid things with. Okay? I think it's important to laugh. Those of you that know me, I'm a laughy person. I like to laugh. I like to joke. Okay? But I'm also an inherently serious person because I know that life is short. The difference between me and probably the world is that I'm not afraid of dying. I'm not afraid. When I die, I'm going home, okay? And I'm not in such a mindset of fear when it comes to death that I feel like I have to distract myself from it. I'm at peace with it. I'm going to die one day. So that means that I should make today mean something. That I should make today mean something. The world wants you to be in that mindset of go have fun. Don't think about the fact that you're going to die. Or if you think about the fact that you're going to die, be really depressed about it because it's just the worst thing ever. Guess what? It's going to happen. So why not come to a place within your walk with God that you're going to make today mean something because you know that tomorrow is not promised. We say that all the time. Tomorrow is not promised. But a lot of us are making plans for futures that God never guaranteed us that we'd get. Even me right now on this podcast, this could very well be the last podcast you guys ever hear from me. God might take me home. And I mean, I, God forbid, if that's not part of your will, God, but if it is, you know, who am I to say, no, it's not my time. No, it's not this and that. God is the one that's in in charge of, of life and he's the giver of life. 
in the same way he gives life, he can take life away. And so for me, it's much more important for myself to be interested in pleasing the one that is in control of my life, in control of my eternity, than pleasing people that like me one season and don't like me the next. You know, a lot of the times in life, we want so badly to have the approval of other people that we even use the gifts that God has given us for other people. And when I say for other people, I mean for the entertainment of other people. For example, most of my life, I wanted to be a singer. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. It's going to be great. This, that, and the third. People are going to like me. People are going to like think I'm so awesome. Think I'm so this, that, and the third. Guess what? I very quickly learned you do one thing, they like you. You do one other thing, then they don't like you. Then somebody else likes you for that other thing that you did that the first person didn't like you for. Um, and now they like you, but now this other person doesn't like you. But then if you do something else, then that person doesn't like you. It's just a never ending cycle of putting yourself in a position to be um, controlled and really pushed around by other people. When God has made us to walk in this world and not only walk through this life, but be overcomers, okay, to be conquerors. So it automatically puts you in this like victim position to really have your life manipulated and moved around by other people, which is so much less than what God has planned for you and I. And this is not me saying that, you know, if you struggle with uh, people's perception of you, that, you know, you're a horrible person. I think that it's for you to come even closer in your relationship with Christ, because when you get close enough to the King, other people's opinions of you, they're minuscule. They're minuscule. But let me also follow it up with this statement. Just because their opinions of you are minuscule doesn't mean that you should accept less than what you give to other people in the sense of respect, okay? If other people don't respect you, they don't deserve access to you. Period, point blank, end of statement. If they don't respect you, they don't deserve access to you. Because as a child of God, your presence in a place is a blessing. You are a blessing. And I'm not saying this to make people's heads big. I'm not saying this to make you feel like, oh yeah, I'm really on and popping like that. No, I'm saying this to you because you need to know that so that when you get into situations with people, that you're able to discern if someone's treating you below the standard, right? That you know you're expected to be treated at because you're a child of God. You know that that's not a relationship that you should be entertaining, whether it's romantic, whether it's um, platonic. Uh, that's not a relationship that you should be entertaining. This is not me saying you should hate the person. This is simply me saying that with love and the love of Christ, you should bless them and just go on with life. Life is too short. I'm only 21 and I can tell you right now, drama, it don't do it for me. Those of you that are listening, I know you might be varying in ages, but maybe you're also at that place of drama doesn't do it for me. God did not die on the cross so that I could find myself in another fix with people because I'm so preoccupied with what they think of me. I just don't have time. To be real with you, I don't have time. My life is short. My days are numbered. I'm not dreading this life, um, but I'm excited for the next one, you know? With all that being said, I was talking about gifts, right? And I was telling you a little bit about, you know, my mindset when I was younger. I think it's important for each one of us to go to God to decipher what are our gifts? What are the gifts that God has given you? And let me be very clear. Even if you're not a Christian, this goes for you too, okay? It says that the gifts 
that God has given, they come without repentance. Okay. I don't know a lot of the famous singers faith or their religion, but even Miss Ariana Grande, you can tell she has a gift. Okay. She may not be using it for worship, but that's a gift that she has nonetheless. And it's a gift from God. Um, so what is your gift? Is it talking to people? Is it, is it singing? Is it dancing? Is it filmmaking? Is it painting? What is your, is it miming? I am not putting any judgment out here. If that is your gift, God bless you. It kind of scares me a little bit. Not going to lie. I've always been afraid of clowns and face paint, but may the Lord bless you. (laughs) Um, what's your gift and whatever your gift is, are you using it for the kingdom of God? I think the biggest way to discern if it's a gift or not is, does it scare you to pursue it? A lot of people that have heard me sing are like, oh girl, when you get up there, it looks like you're not nervous at all. I can tell you right now, every time I get up there, I am nervous. Every time when you see me before the lights come up and before we start to sing, I'm praying. Every time I step up there and I say, Lord, you sing for me, you use me because I can't do it on my own. I don't want to do it on my own. It scared me to step out in faith and start to sing in front of the congregation um, and to start singing at other churches and to do that. It was scary. It challenged me to trust God. I had to step. That was my stepping out of the boat. What is your stepping out of the boat moment? I think we're all we all have one. Maybe you haven't had yours yet, but, you know, God gives you free will and that moment is accessible to you. What is your stepping out onto the water gift? What is it? Knowing that God prepared things in advance for me, like it says in Ephesians, you know, gives me a sense of peace knowing that if I step out onto the water, he's going to meet me there because he prepared those things in advance for me. There's a certain level of peace knowing that God prepared things in advance for us. It should be exciting for you. It should be encouraging for you. It should be something that inspires you to step out of the boat. Don't miss out on what God has for you because you're so comfortable where you are. God didn't call us to be comfortable. He didn't. In fact, everything about what Jesus did was countercultural. It was uncomfortable. If it's comfy for you, maybe you need to evaluate if that's what God is really trying to use right now in that season of your life. It shouldn't be so easy to you that you don't have to rely on Jesus. It should be uncomfortable. It should take you having to reach out, be like, Lord, I'm going to need you to guide me through this because I'm afraid. Take this worry, this stress, whatever it is from me. I'm going to trust you. God called Peter out of the boat because he wanted to see, do you trust me? A lot of us with our mouths, we say we trust God, but with our actions, we don't follow that through. We don't. We say it all the time. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. But our actions, they aren't showing that. So my encouragement to you today, don't wait, get involved, start seeing if there's ways you can volunteer, ways that you can be a blessing to other people. You were born for this time, for this moment. God is not a God of coincidences. You're on this planet. You're where you are for a reason. Those of us that have encountered the love of Jesus, we should be a blessing, not a burden to other people. That's not how our God works, right? It says every good and perfect gift comes from the father of lights and within him, there's no shadow of turning. That's who we're supposed to emulate. It says that in James chapter one, verse 17. That's who we're supposed to act like. That's the way we're supposed to carry ourselves. Are you carrying yourself like that? If you're not, it's okay. 
own up to it. Make the wrongs that you've done to people right. Apologize. Step out in faith. Don't be so preoccupied on whether they take your apology or not. Make sure that you give it. That's your job. Anything outside of that, that is not, that's not your job. And it's for us to really walk in who God has called us to be. That's who he's called us to be. He's called us to be a light in the world. Are you a light? Do you bring joy? What do you bring? Do you bring truth? Do you bring hope? Something really important that I feel like I have to mention is, you know, I'm not perfect at this yet, okay? I have been praying. This has been my main prayer recently. And if you guys want to join me in it, please, please pray for me, okay? I have a big mouth, okay? I don't know when it really started. I think it was once I had gotten out of the relationship I was in, I never wanted to be silenced again. And I do think that God uses the fact that I'm not afraid to speak in ways to bless people. But I also am very aware that sometimes I speak and what I have to say is not a blessing. My pastors put it like this, and I think it's really profound yet simple. Not everything true needs to be said. If you cannot say the truth in love, it should not be said. We have to get out of this mentality that, oh, because we because what we said is true, that means that we should say it and it don't matter how it's received, it was true. That does nothing for anyone. So be prepared that things are going to happen in your life. I mean, hey, my dad went to the ER the other day. <laughs> you know, when you start actively seeking God, things happen. Things start to change. All of a sudden, you'll notice that you're not sleeping at night or stuff starts happening with your family or your finances. That's part of walking with Jesus. The devil is not worried about people that are comfortable. You comfy and you not telling nobody about God? He cool with that. That works for him. That's only one person that's saved. It says that heaven rejoices over every sinner that repents. How many times has heaven rejoiced since you gave your life to Christ? I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, probably not enough. Probably not enough. So have that in your mind. Have that in your heart as you go through your week. Even today, it's it's about to be Mother's Day tomorrow. And um, I was able to talk to this one man. He was getting roses. And we were at CVS. And those of y'all who go to CVS, no offense, CVS. I'm sorry. Please don't attack me. But your, your flowers is overpriced, okay? And Barry's Farms next door had them for less and you could get a way nicer bouquet that had been put together and in a vase. And I'd said to that man, I said, excuse me. Um, he's like, yes. I was like, don't buy the flowers here. They're overpriced. You can get a much nicer bouquet from next door. Um, and just things like that. Like that's, that's being a blessing. Do things for people that you would want people to do to you, right? That's the golden rule. They taught us that in school. So with that being said, love your mom, spend some time with her. You wouldn't be here without her. And take the time to, of course, acknowledge your worth, your identity in Christ, but to see the priority and the value that God has put on others. I love you guys so much. Bye.